know the board said to wait a week between broadcasts. Get down, idiot! But the recording equipment... Bring that down here, too. It'll move. Okay. Okay. I can do this. Okay. Okay! It's okay. I got you. You're good. We're good. There's no way they're going to make it through the windows. They're blizzard-proof. Why are we hiding under the desk? If they can't see us, maybe they'll go away. I think they're a bit smarter than that. Well, is it making you feel better? Yes. Then we stay under the desk. Oh, we're we're going to be under here for a while. Scooch. Oh. <sighs> better? Yeah. You know what I just realized? We can't see the switchboard. So? We have no clue if this is even going out. <laughs> Believe me, it's going out. If anyone's listening... We're not even supposed to be broadcasting until tomorrow. By tomorrow, we won't be able to broadcast anything. How long do you think Madison will give it before he takes over our broadcast too? Three minutes? You can't mean that. We are staring death in the fang-filled face. I think I'm entitled to be focusing on other things than being a good person right now. How did you know they were going to attack? Haven't you been listening to Evan? Everyone knew the herd was headed our way. Doesn't take a genius to figure that out. But tonight, why tonight? I saw something digging through the wall. Like from? I was taking a walk and I saw the tunnel forming. It was either try to pack more snow over the entrance or warn everyone. Wasn't much of a choice. I don't know if I would have made that choice. Don't think I'm some sort of hero. But you warned us. People got into the bunkers because of you. Not everyone. Why were you up on that wall at one in the morning anyways? I couldn't sleep. Hey, it's the truth. I believe you. Your face says otherwise. I do, I do. I promise. It just sounded completely fake. This whole thing sounds entirely fake. <laughs> I mean, a herd of monsters mutates and grows and suddenly just decides to attack at 2 a.m.? That's all just too freaking dramatic. I don't think we're going to understand the nuanced timing of the universe from under a desk in a radio tower. <laughs> really starting to get to me. Yeah. Did you know they can jump this high? No. To be fair, they never really tried before now. Did you actually see the jump? Does it matter? If we can get some information out. If we're even broadcasting. I don't hear the major. The equipment could be disconnected or offline or... What in God's name are you doing? Get back down here! We're broadcasting. That was not worth it. Come on, it's fine. See? I'm okay. Don't do that again. Hey, now we know that thing's still out there. Don't you dare try to spin this as anything other than a dumb move. I'm not. It's not leaving. At least that means there's gonna be one less quad prowling around out there. I guess. We're gonna be fine. 
Think of it like an unwelcome house guest. I can think of more than one unwelcome house guest. Ouch. If they can get all the way up here... Wait a second. You've got an idea? If they can jump so high they didn't need to dig... Then why did... I don't know. Do you think they... Whatever you're about to say, yes. I think I've pretty much thought up all the answers, and I don't know which one it is. Maybe if I was one of those behavioral scientists, I'd be able to figure it out. But they're all down east, and we're all the way up here, and no one, no one is coming to help us. You don't know that. No one's coming, Adam. They don't know we're here and that this is happening. I just said the broadcast is out. I know you said that, but... Get up. What? Adam! Adam, I am not going out there. Whoa! Told you it was on. They're all calling in. Of course they are. Would we do any differently if they were in trouble? And uh, I'm going to go check. Don't! Whoo! That's gotta hurt! How does a foot of steel wall feel, fucker? It... Oh, looks like it broke a shoulder and chipped a few teeth. Maybe its snout's broken? Uh, that part's hard to tell with all the tooth blood. Either way, it's lying down right now. Since when do you know about their physiology? Evan sent over a few drawings from the last dissection before you all got up here. I should still have them around here. D don't go looking. I wasn't looking for the drawings. I was looking for this. A uh, pencil? If I can stand by the window and count, maybe we can tell the others how many are here. You take that side, I'll take this one. You good to stand that close? You calling me a coward? Never. On three? Three! I'm seeing 39 over here. I got 55-ish. So we can guess around 100? Go for 150. I think there are a lot more coming through the tunnel. But I saw Sam take one out with a shovel, so there's probably a few that are down. Did he... Hey, hey, we're going to be okay. We're in the tower, and the only quad up here is taking a beauty nap. Everyone else, though. They're in the bunkers. There's a lot going for them. And a lot against them. Southeast, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you're sending someone, send them fast. We're gonna need all the help we can get. No, you shut up. Stupid freaking music. Adam, I don't know if you can hear me, but you guys better be all right. We heard your broadcast. 
we heard it, guys. There's a plan to send help your way, but it's not solidified yet. I promise the moment we know more, we'll let you know. But right now, we're trying to gather as much info on the quadrupeds as we can. The detail you sent about the new vertical leap height was incredibly helpful and gave the experts here a lot to work on in terms of what it could mean for the rest of their abilities. And the speculation work you did on their intelligence levels was, by all professional accounts, fairly accurate. <laughs> These mutated quadrupeds could have jumped your walls, but the fact that they decided to go through them and time their attack so late, they're definitely trying to outsmart you. I know that all isn't helpful right now, and that us just saying that we're coming really isn't what you want to hear, but that's all I can tell you. We're working through the theories. Anything we think might be viable is getting passed down to the Southern Station, and I promise you they will figure out what to do. For anyone else listening who might be in the path of the herd, I'm going to go over some of the specifics that we know for sure, and a few things that are purely speculative right now. If Adam and Jesse's count is correct, then there's still 200 quadrupeds we don't have a location for. It's a troubling number. There's a chance that those 200 either died as a result of their mutations, or that they were not as equipped to deal with the cold as the survivors were. That's the best case scenario. Right now, the worst case is that they've broken off and are about to hit another location. If you or anyone you know is anywhere from Mount McCatherton to Hammer Peak, get to shelter. Get as far south as you can and dig in. We are not making this up. We have no reason to. Please just be safe. As far as we can gather, the fur is just added protection against the cold up north, but depending on thickness, it could act as a barrier between a weapon and the quadrupeds vitals. If you're facing one of these things down, do not hesitate to strike with as much force as you can. Old sketches and tapes that we have from before the herd mobilized have proven to be very useful to the research team. From those resources, they've gathered that the quadrupeds were undergoing, uh, rapid canine and incisional growth, as well as increased length in the talon and claw-like protrusions from the pedal area. Basically, their teeth and claws are getting longer. The footage shows a rough estimate of about two inches per claw before they left this area, and that's probably on the small side. That's just when they left. I don't know how to make this sound exactly as dangerous as it is, but this isn't good. It's the definition of not good, but it gets worse. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't mention that. The report gets a lot worse. When the herd left, the quadrupeds were exactly the size you'd expect them to be. The terrifying wolf dimensions that we've all had the misfortune to see. That's not the case anymore. I've had reports across my desk this morning that's putting the quadrupeds at anywhere from six feet long to eight. Yeah. Eight. We could always ask Adam and Jesse how big the things are. Something tells me they aren't going to be willing to find out. This increase in size obviously points to an increase in muscle mass and strength because things weren't bad enough before. <laughs> Basically, these new quadrupeds are bigger, stronger, faster, have bigger teeth, and they're going to be harder to kill. Yeah. So that's what we're up against and what the North is currently trying to survive. If they decide to come south, I don't know what the rest of us are going to do. Part of me hopes that they'll have some sort of obvious weakness, like a soft underbelly or maybe really bad eyesight. I don't know, but 
We have to have something, right? There's gotta be a fighting chance that we're gonna make it out of this. I've been pouring through these reports alongside everyone else since two this morning and there's been nothing so far. A few of the scientists here are convinced that we just need to keep digging, but I don't know. Their hope can only carry the rest of us so far. I want there to be an easy answer so badly. It's hard to be optimistic with all these reports of how bad things are going to be. Maybe the optimism has grown on me. Who knows? I'll keep the stations updated as I find out information. Hopefully, that'll get distributed during these broadcasts. But that's a decision that's not mine to make. Anyway, things look terrifying now, and I'm sure they're terrifying for anyone facing off the herd now. But we're not giving up on you, so you shouldn't give up either. This is Corporal Reagan Jones, a broadcasting code at Alpha Tango 975, opening the lines of communication on February 19th, 2140. I, um, I was, I was given the unenviable task of taking over the broadcasts from the, from the newly reclaimed Western Station. Uh, a situation no one thought would come about or be necessary. Uh, but because of what happened, it falls to me to continue to give reports on the situation here for everyone stationed at the four corners of the system and for those here specifically i i hope i'm i hope i'm able to fulfill this job with half the dedication and loyalty as the as the ones who held it before me i am going to get on with the usual information and explanations um but first if there are any updates on the quads, habits, or movements from the... From the... Uh, from, the from the Eastern Station. It has been unanimously decided that those take precedence over anything else. Evan? We have more information. Dr. Kiri looked through the data from the new trackers that managed to stay on for most of the journey, and she realized that the quadrupeds are almost never alone. Before the mutation started, there'd be a few lone wolf types here and there, but it wasn't incredibly common. Now, 
There is nothing in the data that would lead us to believe that the quadrupeds are ever on their own. Once they cross the border into the northern region, we have no recorded data sets of the quadrupeds being on their own or outside of the herd for any reason. What this means for people under attack is that you should never think you're safe just because you can only see one quadrupede around. There is another one nearby. Adam and Jesse up in the radio tower, if there aren't two on the walkways, then there's going to be at least another one circling in the ground below. Oh, hang on one second, Evan. <sighs> there are four up here. That wasn't a question that needed an answer. Oh, please, I'm being helpful. No, you're panicking. Oh, he can multitask. Yes, thank you. That was the update. Oh, well, we got an update. Guys. You do? Yeah, their claws are actually closer to six inches. I went and checked. That's very useful information. While I was sleeping. <laughs> you were going to do it when you woke Is up? Is this really the best that time? That doesn't mean you can do it while I'm unconscious. What if one of them broke through? Guys. I wouldn't have known that it was going on until it was too late. Exactly! Guys. Uh, hey, Reagan, not that I'm not happy to hear from you, but why are you... Oh, for the love of... Cut the line! I, uh, right. Uh, hey! Okay. Now that that's over, we will, well, I get to move on to the less fun part of this. There are things that we're finding, disturbing things that have happened while the station was under bandit occupation. A lot of it isn't things that I'm comfortable sharing on general broadcasts, but all of it has been recorded and reported to the directors. Needless to say, there's a lot of cleanup that's currently taking place. The goal is to have it cleared and habitable by the thaw, but that alone should convey exactly how bad things are right now. For anyone wondering, the base is fully secured. That was the first thing we focused on. Any and all weakened portions of the perimeter have been reinforced. There are regular patrols as well as guards hidden in watch posts. No one is getting close to this station without us knowing it. We have even gone so far as to understand what happened the last time the base was infiltrated and to provide countermeasures against any similar tactics. My favorite is the barrel, where we stacked the pieces of our enemies that were... misplaced while we took the station back. That's been set to conveniently fall on any unwelcome intruders. Who knows? After all this time, what diseases are contained in that one barrel? And if we were sick enough to fill one barrel, why wouldn't we fill another? What traps haven't we set? What lengths won't we go to? Now, I know that's probably very graphic, especially for the younger members of our system, but that's the truth of the matter here. You may not have made the decisions we made, but you also weren't here. You haven't seen what they did. The atrocities they committed they, they deserve to rot in vats of their own coagulated blood for what they did to our people. Normally, we of the Southern Station expect that you know how far we would go to protect you all. You never question if the Eastern Station is working on a cure or a way to beat the quads back. You don't second guess the Western Station's rations numbers or think they would ever let us starve. The Northern Station, for all of us, is a place of safety and community. Now, none of those things are wrong, but the second this happened, you all lost faith in the Southern Station. You didn't expect us to act at all. 
let alone recapture the station. <sighs> I should note that I don't blame you. Doubts are natural, and in times of sudden shocks and bad news, the first instinct of many people is to search for blame. But if you want to search for blame, know that everyone, everyone who did this has paid. All those fools who thought they could take from us without repercussions are dead. And I have a few words for anyone listening who's thinking about trying it again. If you're coming for us, we are prepared for you. If you think we are weak, you're welcome to test us. But if you are dumb enough to try, after what we have gone through and what we have learned, then you are dumber than we give you credit for. You better hope the quads prowling around outside our walls tear you to ribbons before we can get to you. That is a promise. I hope everyone stays safe. The Southern Station will give their report in a few hours. This is Reagan Jones of the Southern 37th, reporting from the Western Station. Good afternoon. This is Sergeant Mandy, broadcasting code Bravo Delta 0360, beginning the broadcast of February 15th, 2140 at 1800. It is currently 54 degrees Fahrenheit with a wind coming up from the southwest and a humidity of 6%. The southern station has already begun to prepare for precipitation. To all Southern Station enlisted, outdoor training has not been canceled for the day. All cadets are required to go outside at their scheduled times unless otherwise expressly stated. That being said, instructors should note the incoming storm. This is reported to be a big one. Most of this broadcast will be dedicated to a larger announcement. I am expecting quite a few interruptions and questions during that, so there are a few other matters I have been asked to bring up before the larger one is addressed. Firstly, the General would like to express that Corporal Jones was not speaking on behalf or with the permission of the entire Southern Forces. Their closing remarks were unsanctioned and a surprise to us all. That is not how we would like to be viewed by any survivors outside the system, and it is not our policy to present ourselves in such a way as was expressed. Um, that being said, and this is a direct quote, so I apologize in advance to any and all children who may be listening. Fuck with us, and you get fucking killed. Not my words, but the general's own. Uh, now, as the caravans have now come to a halt, uh, there are a plethora of well wishes and congratulations being sent towards the Western Station. Uh, many superiors are incredibly satisfied with the rate of reclamation and rebuilding being done there. Many platoons have gone out of their way to express their enthusiasm over the mission's success. 
Uh, as a side note, the stores of medicinal alcohol have been somewhat depleted. So when supply caravans restart, that should be noted as something the Southern Station could restock. Additionally, any findings you have made as to the structural weakness of the Western Station should be compiled into a report and sent back to the Southern Station as soon as possible. Now, thank you for your patience. I am not going to connect any stations to the broadcast until I am done giving my prepared comments and breaking down the actual plan itself. This means that any interruptions or attempted interruptions will be forgotten until the end of my comments. Plus, I am not known for being the kindest person to ever run a broadcast. So the longer you leave your call button on, the longer I will likely ignore you at the end. As of right now, we have three platoons preparing themselves to embark for the Northern Station. The mission is to deal with the quads in whatever form they are found. To this end, the platoons will be heavily armed and have orders to shoot on sight. We understand that these same orders have led to issues in the recent past, which is why the warning is going out now. Expect the platoons within the week, potentially earlier if the roads are clear. They have gas and plenty of experienced drivers to rotate through. Once they get to the Northern Station, they will take stock of the situation and adapt the plan accordingly. Depending on the severity of the attack, the main strategies revolve around either making sweeps throughout the Northern Station, killing or driving the quads out from agreed-upon sections at a time. The sweeps will be methodical, slow, and thorough. Out of the strategies, this is the faster and preferred method, but it is also one of the riskier plans that was proposed, and that element of danger has been taken into account. Plan A is one that is to be treated with all the seriousness and concern that it deserves. Plan B is not without its risks as well, but it is the more outwardly cautious of the two. The plan is more of a repeated set of search and rescue missions. The platoon will break into three groups, one to create and maintain a safe zone, one that will rest, and a third to sneak into the Northern Station, find survivors, and escort them back to the safe zone. These three platoons will rotate and organize a citizen's watch as the group of survivors grows back at the safe zone. The main risk with this plan, apart from the risk inherent with going into the station and searching for survivors, is that the safe zone's parameters will have to expand with each additional survivor. There will be fewer resources as more people are brought out of the station and shelter will be limited. The latter point is one of the reasons why Plan A has much more traction. If Plan A is successfully carried out, then the resources and shelters of the station will be available for both the platoon and the survivors. Being able to stay in one place for the rest of the winter obviously poses less of a threat to all involved than moving back south without adequate transportation. Questions? Go ahead, Eastern Station. How are you calculating supplies? We are using the formulas supplied by the former Western Station, and the numbers have been cross-referenced against our own calculations. I have a specialist who would like to see those calculations, if that's not too insensitive. Not at all. 
I have just received word that the General will be in touch with the appropriate department of your station. Yes, West. You didn't broadcast the other rescue mission because you didn't want the other bandits to hear about it. Why are you broadcasting this one? We have received no indication that the quads can hear us. But they've mutated. That was taken into consideration as well. The cost of surprise seemed to be dwarfed by giving the survivors the comfort and hope that they will not be left to die. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry, what? It doesn't matter. Hey, Jesse. Don't go all soft on me. Their plan is going to take days or weeks. They might not even make it with how bad the roads are. <laughs> we're not going to be alive when they get here. Why even bother? We're not going God to- God damn it, we're not leaving any of you. Is that clear? I... Understood. My name is Virginia Lee, and I'm the voice of Evan. Thank you for listening to Survivor Station. Reagan is played by Tom Cat. Joshua Ney is the voice of Adam. Kirsten Mize is Jesse. Mandy is played by Melissa J. Lackey. Matheson is played by Brandon Wilkins. Survivor Station is written and directed by Helena Walkhouse. Lowen Walkhouse agreed to be paid for his work through exposure. Music and sound design by A.G. Potvin. And edited by C.Y. Costa. If you liked what you heard, please follow us on Twitter at Survivor Station. That's Survivor, no plural, station.